Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Next. 97 minutes commercial free. Non-stop hip hop. Coming up at 7 with Ebro in the morning. Oh, here we are. We're live? Yeah, and, and by the way, things aren't the way they're supposed to be when you're live. Why can't we hear what's going on in the studio with Shawnee Culture? He hasn't muted. It's pretty bad what's happening. Wait, did anyone even tell Shawnee what we're doing? No. All right, now we sound up. Now we're good. Right. We're good. It's uh the Laura Rosenberg and Ebro after show. You guys like it. that title? Hot. What about EITM right. after show? Ebro in the morning after party. No, Not but let's hot. do an after party. Ooh, the There's after no party. party. There's no party. There's no party. Why are we doing this, Laura? What, what's happening? Because they said we had to. <laughs> That's really it. About to say, why you want to know her? what happens behind the scenes? What do we talk about? What's happening? We honestly, we talk about what do we, we don't talk about work. We 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 talk about like things we like. Rosenberg and Laura talk about pets. What's going on with their pets? You, you uh, really you really overstate that. No, you guys do that no, at least three days. Man, my pet left. Laura doesn't even currently have a pet to discuss. Well, you know, you yeah, have I two. My, I miss my dog P. Yeah, shout to P wherever you at, kid. Um, uh, no, I, shout I, to I Kelvin. Right Kelvin there. thinks it should be called the EITM B sides, which is terrible. That is the worst title I think I've ever heard. EITM. You just hate EITM. Kelvin. I tried to help. Nah, Kelvin. It was terrible. I mean, you could do a lot of things, brother. I hear you're really good at, at lawyering and stuff, titling things. Not so much. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this, is, this brother right here, his name is uh, Kelvin Good. Uh, he's a seasoned attorney, media and executive. And the reason I was interested in speaking to him is where it is, is that 50 Cent put you through law school or something like that. Is that right? That is correct. That is right. That's my big brother. I love 50 to death. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be here without him because he's the one that gave me my opportunity. Right. I was. How uh, long ago are we talking about? I didn't hear you. How long are we? How long ago are we talking about that? He. That Ooh, you guys met, you I school? met 50 pre get rich or die trying. Right. So oh, probably wow. like oh two. Um, okay. worked with him for like until like 2010, right? Like in like so that's how to rob 50 Cent. Uh, yeah, yo, no, no, mixtape 50 Cent, right? Mixtape 50, after how to rob mixtapes, right? Um, you know, he took me under his wing, ended up living with him in Connecticut for mad years. Um, and then from there, decided to go to college and then law school. And I'm here now. And were you just trying to work at G Unit back then? Was that your whole? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think like when 50 like took off with the mixtapes, right? He kind of recruited three different hoods from or three different crews from like South Jamaica, Queens. And like my building, American Towers, was like one of them. Um, and like we were like the young ones in the group. And, you know, from there went on the mixtape tour, Get Rich or Die Trying, you know, all the way through 2010. So, you know, now, Kelvin, firsthand... you were always interested. Oh. oh, sorry. No, go ahead, Laura. My bad. So Kelvin, so law was always something that was uh, that was that sparked your interest. That's something you always wanted to do. And- no, right? Like if you would have went back to like when I was growing up, I would have never thought I'd be a lawyer, right? Um, I think that's something like just to talk about the hood, right? 
there's so much talent there. It's just we don't have the opportunity, right? So once I got the opportunity to get around 50, right? He, and like, if you know him, you know he'll explain everything to you. If he really like messes with you, he'll explain everything. And like the first thing that he had, like we had a meeting and the first thing he did was in the meeting would say, everybody look around, see who job you want and it's yours if you can do it. Mm. That's so for good. me, it was obvious. I don't have any rhythm, so I can't dance. I can't rap. Right. So I just wanted to be in the room when the meetings were happening. And right. And like I looked at management and the lawyers, they were always in the room. So, you know, at the time, God bless the dead. Chris Lighty was there and I knew I wasn't taking his job. Yo, shout to Lighty, man. That was my bro, man. Mine miss too. Him. Miss her, man. Um, so you you've been there. You've seen 50 uh the smart water deals, you've yep. seen, you know, the beefs. Yep. You know. What's handling? What's really the only thing I've always wondered with Fifty is when he gets into a, a little back and forth, a little rap beef with people. Do he be laughing behind the scenes and loving all the all the all the bullshit going on? It's a good question. Yeah, uh, for the most part, yeah. You know, um, because man, it, it, you know, at the end of the day, Fifty's like a real street dude, right? And like, I don't know, like a lot of these rappers have been in the industry for a long time, right? It's like I don't know if they really want to bump into him basically so like nah, he laughs at this but that's why i think he'd be laughing because i think you know he's had real street problems yeah he dealt with the real life before so when you come to rap beef it's stupid yeah yep i agree i agree so kelvin you're uh right now are you like you're a music lawyer you're you're his counsel on like business signing no uh, so contracts uh, so what i used to do when i when i graduated from law school i joined like one of these big uh top law firms in the country and i did a lot of class action and antitrust defense work. Um, from there, I moved over to the plaintiff side and did a lot of like uh, class action plaintiff work, right? Um, so I kind of tried to stay away from the music industry to a certain degree, just mm -hmm. because I know how, how that industry is. And like, now it's like, I'd rather uh, help plaintiffs actually get justice from like big tech companies. Mm. Now oh, you started okay. a, a business around this, what's it called? It's called Claims Hero. Now, so like claims, claims hero, hero you say claims? claims claims hero so like a legal claim right yeah but bro, what's that down what's that mean what, what's going so on? so it's basically a consumer protection platform right what we do is we go out and we identify consumer harms we mm. raise awareness around those harms and then we make mm. it easy for these consumers to like seek justice so like we launched our first campaign at the end of october um and it's against TikTok, right um for me, launching the first campaign, I wanted to be able to do something that gave back to my community. And like TikTok has like unleashed like digital fentanyl into our, our community, right? And uh, these kids are being addicted to these apps and it's causing like mental health issues all mm. across the country. Well, what? Would TikTok be any different though than the others? I mean, everyone always kind of goes to TikTok and I wonder sometimes whether it's like the fact that it's based in China, because like, is Instagram Reels any different? Is any of this stuff any different? I mean, all the social media platforms have like different homes, right? But like for me, seeing like TikTok, right? For one, it's the newest, was one of the newest players in the social media field. But on average, kids are spending like an hour and a half a day on it, right? And that's like, that ranks amongst the top used social media platforms. But what makes it a little bit more egregious is that like ByteDance, which is TikTok's parent company, they released a domestic version in China, right? And that version comes with safeguards. Like for instance, kids can uh, kids are limited to the amount of screen time they have to less than an hour a day, right? Um, if you're under a certain age, you can't even use the app. The algorithm promotes 
you know, educational historical uh, content. And like one of TikTok's main features is like the endless scroll, right? Um, but like in China, they have like reminders to put your phone down, go to sleep, you know, things like that, which they don't have in America. That's well, crazy. now, but is it is that TikTok or is that America needs to do that and set I that? Mean, man? I mean, so it's both, right? Like the legislatures, they're trying to create laws that like help with like parental controls on these apps, like, you know, age verification tools. But, you know, that's a time consuming process, right? Consumers like parents are going to be dealing with these mental health harms with their kids forever. And like it's something that needs to be done now. Right. Like the research is out there and like all these mental health harms are on the uptick, you know, and like for me right now, every day I get hundreds of families sharing their stories and you just hear stories of like depression, anxiety, all types of different uh, mental health harms. And like, for instance, for instance, I had one family that just got covered in the New York Post. Right. This was like a mother with an 11 year old daughter that posted on TikTok that her daughter went like, like she wanted to commit suicide, right? And like the, the mother didn't know that this was even happening. What, what ended up happening was the daughter's friend thought it was serious enough to, to share with her parent. And that parent told this, told the mother, right? And like the mother name wasn't even aware that the daughter had a TikTok account to begin with. So like there's something that needs to be done here. And like the, the, the parent, her name is Brittany. I got to know Brittany and she's like a great parent. And like her daughter used to light up the room. But now, like after this, after two years of TikTok gradually became withdrawn and it just consumed with the app. Yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely think there's accountability issues with the, these corporations. I don't even you know, I think that's a corporate problem in general in America. Right. Regulating and and staying on top of these corporations. I do think there's some parental responsibility, though. Um, and we live in a society, you know, America, you know, corporations will run amok on your ass and take yep. advantage of your whole family, your kids, generations, damage you, they don't even care. And you got to be able to hold them accountable. So I do appreciate you pointing this out and making this your work, though, because I definitely know there needs to be work here. And, and I, I think, uh, oh, I was going to say, I think that's a great point, right? I, but I, I, I can't just give all the blame to the parents, right? Because, like, there's no warning that that this app is addictive, right? Well, no, like, and that's why it, I said it's, it's it's some accountability on both sides. Yeah, yeah, but but I I kind of look at it like big tobacco lawsuits of the '90s, right? Mm -hmm. Tobacco companies were sitting here selling cigarettes, knowing they were addictive product, right, with no warning. Now, as a result of those lawsuits, you get you can't buy a pack of cigarettes without the whole carton having warnings on it. Like even I was in the Seven Eleven the other day and saw a warning that. You know, nicotine is addictive and it changes your brain. That's why it's so hard to quit, right? Um, mm -hmm. So, like, these if parents had these warnings, I think they would pay more attention to what their kids are doing on TikTok. I, I, I like it. I like it, and I like that you're going for it. And it's it's claims hero is the platform. Yeah. So, I, we're encouraging parents right now to visit our website. It's claimshero.io, right? Mm -hmm. It's a three minute survey. You know, you fill out some information and we'll connect you with the best legal representation that you can have. And, you know, you can hold TikTok accountable for, for these harms that they're causing on your kids. Right. Because at the end of the day, these kids and teenagers are suffering at record levels of mental health, of poor mental health. And like companies like TikTok are to blame. Um, sidebar, as we as we promote this claims hero and get uh, our brother here, Kelvin Good, a, a profile, you know, it's real popular right now. Lawyers are creating these little animal personas. Do if you are an animal, 
You know, like they have uh, Michael Lamonsoff, the oh, bull. Oh, the bull. Boy, they got yeah. uh, Top Dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, if you were to have an animal persona, what would it be? Well, I'm a Leo, so I gotta go with a lion, right? Oh, uh, I'd rather be the king of the jungle, you know, than anything else. It is. Facto. Uh, we, but how do we put? We need to create a commercial for Kelvin. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I mean, not, not like, until his check clears. You know what I mean? Then we can make the commercial. Kelvin, the lion lawyer. <laughs> ah, you know, you said I was bad at naming things. I don't know yeah. how good that one was. Oh, Kelvin, <laughs> yo, LLJ, cool, yo, thanks, yeah. Kelvin. I Kelvin, appreciate it. Thank you for sharing program. your platform. Yo, man, keep doing that great work, Thank and you. your story is amazing, bro. Good for you, appreciate man. It. Way to stay focused, brother. And All shout right. out to Thank 50 Cent and the whole G-Unit family, too. Shout out 50. For sure. Thanks, Kelvin. Thanks, Kelvin. Thank you, Kelvin. That was a good guy, man. So, yeah, not, yo, that, yeah. not, you're, don't tell you what was not good. Kelvin, the lion lawyer. What the hell was that? That was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. What about Kelvin, the legal lion? Okay. The legal On the right lion? path. The legal okay. line. What's it? His real his last name's good. Yeah. Kel, Kelvin the good line. Kelvin the good. We, we'll work on it. But again, the check. Some people here. lie for bad. Kelvin lies, lies for, good. for good. No. <laughs> no. I was I was gonna ask him, but I didn't want you to think I was being petty uh. when he said he does class action. I was gonna be like, so the phone start ringing for people trying to go after Caesar uh Pina yet? When oh the, wow! You know, one of those. Yo, man, oh, come on! Well, I didn't do it. Yo, I said I did, why I didn't do it. let's talk about this, man. What is your Yo, obsession? Can... You and Flex, both of y'all. What is and I and, and you know what? I I understand. I I guess I kind of used to be in that space. What is your obsession with the competition and their legal issues? That I honestly the envy thing. I rarely think. I don't. I like envy, so I'm not like rooting for envy to have a bad legal problem. But that dude, Caesar, first of all, that's just a big topic of. Uh, well, apparently, big Envy's taking story the well, the story goes, Envy's taking the stand against him, too. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I read over the weekend that this in this. Well, Envy's lawyer, I guess, was on TMZ, something talking about uh, Envy was going to go ahead and take the stand against Caesar. I brought it up the just because it's been, just it's, messy and wild and it's in our world. So like it's something we hear about and I really been waiting for the class action suit to happen. The amount of people that they had listening to their quote unquote advice. But mm -hmm. I guess I guess if I if I go a step further and try to push myself, honestly, I guess I am obsessed with the fact that our competition can remain so popular no matter what moral things may happen yeah it but, just never but we just this morning was talking about trump winning mm -hmm. the iowa caucus people got in a room and knowingly stood behind somebody who's got all of that going on for the president of the united states right let alone their morning listen let alone who they decide to tune on in the morning for laughs and shenanigans like nobody cares i know you're no you're right it's uh but in, let me just say let me just say there's a clear difference between the way I think about envy and the way I think about Charlemagne, I don't have. So, any... what's your what's your problem with Charlemagne? I don't give people a pass just because like time passes, like people who continue to do shitty things. I don't just go like, ah, oh, you should get over it though because he's popular. Well, no, not get over it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. At a certain point, it's kind of like you know people don't care, so why you waste your energy on it? 
Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Styles. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. That is the right. What you're saying is the right thing. Like, and- for instance, for instance, and this is has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the, the Breakfast Club or Charlemagne, none of that. So right now there's a conversation going on about Tubi, which, you know, in 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 uh, kind of, you know, in the in the black independent movie, you know, you know, it's CD level content, but it's funny kind of thing. People talk about watching movies on Tubi. Right. OK. okay. And. People are just now coming to the revelation that Tubi was bought by Fox, new the the News Corp. Right, Fox, I saw this. Yeah, in 2020. So people are like, "Yo, why are we supporting Tubi?" You know what Fox Fox launched its whole brand Fox on the backs of the Wayans brothers and all of that Fox, the Simpsons, and you know Black Program. Remember that whole kind of and not that Simpsons Black Program, but that whole kind of initial Fox thing. With in living color and that popularity, and then as soon as it got popular, Fox don't really carry you know content created by black folks like that no more. And so people are like, Well, so why are we supporting Tubi? But I keep telling people, nobody cares. Tubi's accessible, easy, free, like they're not gonna not watch something that's accessible, easy, you know, easily accessible and free just because of who owns it or just because of who's behind it or whatever nefarious things are going on. They just want their content. And the same thing applies here. Uh, you're totally right. You're, you're totally right. I, I wish I, people gave a shit. They don't. I just get endlessly frustrated by seemingly righteous people turn a blind eye to very obvious things just because they want to be on a platform that's popular, you know? And I've had like these, we've had different things happen over the years where it reminds me, I'm like, oh, people just don't give a shit. They are completely full of it. And like, we just have these moments where I'm reminded of it and I'll think I'm in a period of like moving on and I don't think about it anymore. And then you know, I'll then then fucking uh, well, someone in our group chat will send me a a, a, D, a DM, send us a text that says, "Do you guys see this?" And it's MSNBC posting a, a thing about Charlemagne calling him a political maven, and I'm like, I I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> Why? How? How? But he is, man. I don't even. He's, he's a maven. Who cares? 
I'm looking up what Maven. He's a Maverick. They said Maverick. Oh, Maverick. You're right, Maverick. And I don't have I don't have any receipts to argue. Uh, You know, so maybe he's a political Maverick to them. I don't know. Oh, a Maverick, an unorthodox or independent-minded person. Yeah, and you're a Democratic hack. Yeah, exactly. You're a snowflake cuck called Democratic hack, man. And and <laughs> and, and and so so Maverick means pretend to that you might vote for Trump and no, no one knows. I, what you don't know if for. it's pretend. You don't know so, what's going on. You don't have a receipt. You ain't Cat just, Williams. Just just stay a part of the conversation so everyone talks about yeah. it. Just like add to the chaos. I Biden's too old. You know we never know what we're gonna do, and that makes you a, that. Then you're a Maverick. That's right. Because you're you're out here, you know, blazing trails, baby. Blazing trails. I saw you going off on Meek Mill. I saw you on Twitter. I didn't go. That's going off? Oh, my God, (laughs) Laura. What a low bar for going off we've reached. I responded to Meek's tweet. Did you see Meek's tweet, I did see Meek's tweet about Joe Biden being old and and too old to whatever. I responded, too. I didn't even see your response. I didn't see see yours either. Let me see. I'm going to see if Ebro. All I said was the president has a staff of 1,800 people. I don't think any president is going to be an expert on on all things. Oh, we basically said the same thing then. My response that Laura said was going off. I wrote, why do people keep acting like he governs by himself, LOL? I don't get it. People act as if Biden just literally going to win the election and then make every decision and have every conversation himself. Yo, Shani, man, Yo. why are you messing up our after hours thing, man? After hours? Oh, that's what the it after is? After hours show. <laughs> Yo, Shani. Shani, man, what 9 to 9 30. He didn't know we were live? Nah, I knew, rock out. What you okay. <laughs> what no, did I do? When you're on, you got to turn the cue speaker away down. Yeah, you messing up our audio, man. Cue, the cue. Yeah. Gotcha. Yo, shout out to Hot Rod the president in the chat. just waves a magic wand and makes things happen? I know, they think that, like, if we like Biden, He's going to be sitting there at night and he's like, I would decide on the nuclear button, but I'm too damn tired. I got to go to sleep. Like, he's too old to be president. He's going to forget one day. Mr. President, Mr. President, you overslept. You have to meet with the United Nations today. I mean, what are they? I just so, don't know what they think. So on that note, on that note. So we know, let's just go geopolitical real quick. Love So right now they're talking about Iran to bomb the U.S. consulate over in northern Iran. Right, I just that just happened. Was it last night? This morning? Whatever. Okay. Some yeah. drones and some missiles and hit a U.S. consulate. You know, <sighs> Biden was talking about. Look, I I spoke to Iran. They ain't gonna do nothing. But we know Iran uh, is financing Hamas, Hezbollah. Uh, we know Russia and Iran have you know worked on some sort of trade deal. Um, wasn't weren't we giving Iran some money? Wasn't there like a whole issue remember obama it was during obama obama was paying iran basically we were giving them some cash or or unfreezing some of their own cash assets some something like that was going on do you guys remember this i I do but i just don't have specifics i remember that is was that money and i guess this is for the audience too and anybody who wants to track this down um that i feel like that money was supposed to kind of appease iran and keep them from you know acting up Meanwhile, people was like, yo, don't give them money because they're going to use that money to fund, you know, what they're funding. So at some point, aren't we going to have to investigate? Did Biden and Obama's and all the people that was giving Iran money F up by giving them money? 
isn't that the whole game of this entire thing, though, is just regularly giving money and weapons to people who then become your enemy or already are your enemy? It feels like it. It feels like it. Like It's just I, like a never-ending cycle is what you're saying. Over and over again. Over and over. I mean, I mean, the, the U.S. famously funded the Taliban, right? Right. Because they were in a war. And the United States says, well, we're on your side. So let's get let's hook up Osama. Bin we Laden want you. We want you guys to basically do a job that benefits us. Right. So let's hook them up with some weapons because that'll be helpful to us. And then fast forward. And, and who's our number one enemy in the world? The same guy who we gave money to or the same click. Well, then Trump, they wrote a love letter. Trump and them worked out a love letter. Remember the Taliban love letter between Trump, Trump and the Taliban? And- I don't remember the Trump Taliban. Nah, there's a, look, Google that. Trump Taliban letter. Bruh. There was a whole letter that you know that they were like, "Yo, it's all good. We ain't beefing no more. We're gonna chill." They said, "I'm not gay no more," but about beef. Yeah, they was like, "Nah, ain't no beef. It's smooth. We ain't. If you don't slide, we ain't gonna slide." I don't remember the "If you don't slide, we ain't gonna slide." You don't remember that? I, no, I've never even heard of that as a way to describe. No, nah, that's how they talk now. By the way, when we they- didn't, we didn't, we haven't for one second as we're getting towards the end here of our live the inaugural live after the live the live after the live we go live after we're live live we have i like that as a title live after live we go live after we're live live show program show program show okay we haven't for what we didn't spend any more time on the uh most deaf uh drake thing well that was one of the most exciting things let's close out with that so uh What, what did you you said you wanted to go nerdier and deeper on it? What did you want to say? Well, well, well that whole thing we were talking about of like, uh, what is hip hop, and does does Drake not check the boxes that we want the greats to check? And you know, you you have said you've said things before about he needs to say more. He sh- he doesn't say very much. And this I and never that, I never say he needs to. You said he doesn't weigh in. When he went after Gambino, you said, why are we expecting it from that's Drake? Just, he doesn't weigh in on anything. That's not what he does. That's right. But after this album, where Ebro, uh, just anyone listening, where Ebro very specifically was not critical of what he said, other people were critical. And remember, that was a big conversation. It's what Joe Budden said. When are you going to grow up, Drake? When yeah. are you going to give us more? That That's a whole thing. And I just wonder whether we hold all of our other heroes to the same standard or does Drake get held to a different standard because he's more successful? I think it ebbs and flows. I think, I think yes, Drake gets held to a different standard because he's more successful. And I think, yes, there have been times when the culture has gone after some of our other legends. You know, there's, there was a time when people came after Ho for talking about art and all that shit. Nobody wants that from you and blah, 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 blah. What is this art shit? Blah, blah, blah. We've had times when people went after Pusha. Oh, y'all, Pusha talk about his coke and this and that and the third. And, da, 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 da. and there was, you know, people have gone after Cole on the Internet where the Internet's like Cole is boring and Cole is this and that and third. Um, when Kendrick put out To Pimp a Butterfly, people were like, nobody don't want all this super cerebral, extracurricular, blah, 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 complicated. It's too complicated album. Even this most uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, people were. That you was know, a complicated album, let's be honest. What, Mr. Morale? Yeah, Mr. Morale. I just went, I was listening this weekend. Mr. Morale, is a, that is a dense listen. No, it is. But, you know, when people came for it, it was like, I don't want therapy rap. F your therapy rap. It was great, though. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I, you know, it ebbs and flows, man. You know what I'm saying? This is just most, I don't think most 
uh, the Mighty Most, Black Dante, Yasin Bey. That's right. Is that tuned in to listening to Drake albums? I could be wrong. You don't. Think I don't think he's scary hours. You I don't think he scary? got into the the to the uh, what is it the for all the dogs scary hours deluxe pack. And was like, oh, okay, Drake, after he put out for all the dogs, he done spun spun the block, come back and, and delivered on this scary hours. I just didn't, I just, you know, I really, honestly, I just felt bad. I've been there. I've had a legend hate your, like, I've had a legend shit on you before. It's not fun. No one wants, like, people they admire to hate them. It's one thing or hate on but them. But I don't think most hates Drake. I don't but think he, that's he what was I hating on him. That. But he was, there was no way, Laura. Am I wrong? The laughing, th- there was extra sauce that no, wasn't was shade. Needed. It was definitely <laughs> shade. a lot of sauce, bro. It no, was. it was shady. It was, it was definitely shady, but it wasn't. Skews. It wasn't like disdain. It skews. wasn't disgust and disdain. <laughs> no, it wasn't disgust, but it was. It was. This is bullshit. It was. Come on, let's keep it real. We made real shit. This is that bullshit. And 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 by the way, he has the right to that take. A lot of people would agree. I just sympathize with drake seeing that from most because most isn't joe budden but as Mo, most as, as as drake responded and appropriately so he said what did umi say shine your light on the world and drake and i and and that's why i said what i said earlier Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C, step to me. Jadakiss, EPMD, Eric B. and Rakim, Method Man and Red Man, Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly, the curator, the lit digital DJ, Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Stiles. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. Drake is very hip-hop. You know what I'm saying? Like he cares about making great craftsmanship and music that is great and songs that are great. And he's also shined a light on other cultural music for the mainstream, too. But I was saying before, too, do is there a fear similar to rock and roll where we start to feel like the essence of what we've created becomes too pop and it slips away from us. There should be. And is that what the fear is in that moment? And if we start to identify, which makes it become difficult, like, man, why are you asking me this question for most? If we start to identify Drake as hip hop and that's parallel to what we see Jack Harlow doing, do we start to forget the origins or is Drake's responsibility as well as he brings Afrobeat as much as he brings whatever to also bring that pioneering element, basic, uh, authentic feel so of hip hop along with like him. Boom. You want Drake out here promoting like a, 
five art forms of hip hop with graffiti and, and breakdancing and all that. I'm just asking the question, should he bring that along with him on I'm his a, journey? I'm, I'm the same. I'm asking the same. I'm, no, I'm well, saying well, I'm asking well, the same. Somewhere, not every time. But but it, by the way, this, this is where you have to factor in. This is important. His Canadian-ness. You know, Drake's experience is not that. When we talk about the essence of how hip-hop was created, Drake isn't from a, a black and brown neighborhood in America. He he wasn't of the the the, the same right. texture and cloth. So maybe he's the wrong person. Maybe Kendrick from Compton is the more reasonable person to have that expectation for. And maybe Drake being a, an actor from Toronto. I'm not saying this with disrespect. I'm saying with real having honest conversation about background. Maybe it's just not he's not the guy for that. But Shawnee, your question is yeah. valid, and I, there is a real issue today that I think will that will rear its head in 10 years of the kids who now get into hip-hop. There is no barrier for entry. You literally can mm -hmm. just like songs you see as TikTok dances, and that is what you define hip-hop to be right. versus generations previously where to engage with hip-hop required some level of knowledge as to how the music came to exist. That now is not part of it. I it's don't, just wait, a, wait, 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 nah, nah. I'm 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 blowing the whistle. Bro. That what? I'm blowing. You don't think whistle. that was ever a thing? No, no, no. It was a thing for those of us that wanted to have really close proximity to the actual culture. But since parents just don't understand, man. Since I mean, even when you think about rappers' delight, it was just a, these were radio records, man. And there was people who liked hip hop because of what they heard on the radio. They wasn't. They didn't know the five art forms. They didn't know. They just like these rap records that they heard on the radio. And I believe that that there's a small percentage of hip hop fans that are like us that want a want an authenticity and a purity to it. There's another tier or outer layer. There's you know I think there's primary hip hop fans, secondary, tertiary, and so on. Right where true you know. There's just levels to this ish. And right now, while we're also seeing some of the highest heights in hip hop, as far as streaming and sales and cultural influence or whatever, there is still an under, a threat of underground MCs and purists. I mean, Alchemist and Hit Boy just did Benny the Butcher's album. And LeBron James, the biggest athlete in the world, just posted Benny the Butcher because he's got a song called Bron and he's really spitting. And James Samuel, who is the director of a blockbuster film, The Book of Clarence, un, you know, just put out an album that had Lil Wayne with Shaba Ranks and Buju on some real spiritual, you know, cultural Doja Cat and Kodak and Hove and D'Angelo. And you know what I'm saying? So these things are still happening. Are they getting played on the radio? Are they chart toppers? No. But were they ever the chart toppers? Yeah, that's it's a very right. good argument. It's a very yeah. good response. It, 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 I do agree. There's as much good quality stuff in the niche hip hop world as there ever has been. But there's vinyl also back. people are selling vinyl. You know, right. Supreme is putting out twelve hundred turntables. You know what I mean? Uh, no, uh, it's street there. Artists, Listen, street artists are are the big artists in the in the in the galleries and putting out books and 
and well, yeah, you but know, you're talking about money now. Now you're having a conversation. Well, no, about I'm how saying much- that people from the culture are 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 able to take real cultural influence and turn it into commerce, and not having to actually acquiesce, right? Like they're not changing things to be mainstream, but there are people who are making target level products, which I think is what most is saying. Like <laughs> Drake made mad skews, man. He's got so reggae. He's got Afro beats. He's got dance music. He's got R&B. He's got rap records. He's got all the skews. It's like target. Everything is here. Right. It's just hard because do you want to do, do we want that to be the definition? You know what I'm saying? And she was asking in some respects, an aficionado to define is Drake hip hop? Is that what we define as hip hop? And that becomes hard. And this is kind of a sidebar, but in the same vein, my son was asking me like something about freestyles. Oh, oh, this kid is freestyling. And I'm like, that's not a freestyle. If you're asking me what they consider freestyles at this point is just somebody rapping and they memorize the whole thing. So you can't ask somebody who kind of knows yeah, what freestyle, freestyle became. I'm rapping and I'm not getting paid for it. <laughs> right. free. You threw on a beat and I I said something I wrote and that's just the freestyle and I'm not yeah, getting paid. Yeah, but it's paid. a mixtape or mixtape? Right. So if we st- if the mixtapes aren't mixtapes anymore, hip hop isn't what we do it anymore. Freestyles aren't freestyles anymore. You Somebody has to say, well, yeah, this is a variation of what hip hop is, but this is not the true essence of what we it's know it, to be hip hop. Yeah, the but definition. It's, it's how it's evolved. Mm-hmm. It's how just like there's rappers out here who are singing. True. Right. By the you way, and saying? with all that said, it is funny, by the way, though, guys, that he had this entire conversation on a fashion podcast. Right. I know. But I think that he kind of <laughs> caught him off guard. You know what I mean? I know. I know, but it's just funny. No, but like to most... Rosenberg's point, my my bro, you wasn't even on a hip hop show popping this. Yeah, to like most, you know, and most he doesn't my do a lot God. of talk, but he doesn't go have a lot of hip hop conversations. He ain't having, he ain't coming up to talk hip hop with us. Matter of fact, when he put out his last hip hop album, like uh A, the Black Star album was only available on a podcast platform because they didn't want to deal with corporations, so they only dealt with Luminary, and you had to buy the whole subscribe to the whole podcast to get it because they didn't want it on streaming services and all that because they didn't feel like they was getting they just do. That's their right, and I love them for that. Most last album, you had to go to the Brooklyn Museum and put on headphones and stare at pictures to hear the music. Yeah, yeah, it just wasn't available to anybody. You know, and, and I could and I could make the argument that, you know, hip-hop is supposed to be accessible for the people. Why are you making it so hard? It, it's, a, it's a very... Listen, I just love most for having the conversation uh, reluctantly I'm, having it, by the way. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah, but yeah, by the way, reluctantly again, though. But Ebro, you're so full of shit. If he was truly reluctant, he didn't have to have the convo the way he did. He could have been like, <laughs> "Hey, man, Drake's makes some hit music for some people. It may not be for me, but there's music." He did a whole skit about Target. Let's not act as so if he didn't have skits. bullets. In the, he had bullets in the chamber. He, he was, oh, I'm so reluctant. But if you asked, right. no, but he, he, he got into character. He was like, why are you doing this to me? Yeah, yeah he played. No, no. He, he by the way, if I was really a conspiracy theorist, I would say I could believe he was like, she was like, hey, do you want to talk about Drake before? And he's like, sure. And then he, she brought it up and he was like, oh, why'd you bring this up? But since you did or before the interview and, you know, this happens before the interview, they're that. just talking mute. Maybe Drake music was playing and he started that little skit. And then she yep. was like, you know what? I'm going to ask him about Drake. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Guys, how do you think we did on our first after after program show? Well, we have we have Michael Ramos, Nikki Stewart, Izzy Rodriguez. Uh, let's see, Hot Rod Rick all chiming in. Ed oh, nice. chimed in on the Drake Conro. Bryce Hall. Uh, subject matter: Death gets stagnant in hip hop. Yep, we know that. Uh, Shamari one eighty. Uh, so a lot, you know, some people have some things to say. We appreciate. I saw a comment in the uh, YouTube. It said. Laura is so beautiful with hard eyes. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Who's that? And it was Miss Hatton was the, the commenter. Oh, it was your wife. <laughs> My wife. I was, damn. I was like, damn, Laura, the people love you. Wait a second. That's just Natalie. That's <laughs> this was fun, guys. Have a great day, everyone. So cool. wait, does this have yeah. any sort of frequency, cadence? Is this, is this um, do we do this again? This oh, I think, a week I, think, jump off? I think Tuesdays. Yeah, I think they want to do Tuesday. Right. Every Tuesday, they say. So listen, tell a friend to tell a friend. We're going to talk shit. It's the uh, we'll chat it up with you. It's it's we're live after we went live, live program show. See, there it is. The title's right there. We go live after the live, live program show. You see something right there. There It is. All right. Bascom, turn us off. All right. Bye. Bye, everyone. Next. 97 minutes commercial free. Nonstop hip hop. Coming up at seven with Ebro in the morning. Reconnect with CUNY. Whether you are a first-time college student, a parent, a veteran, or an adult with some college credits, there's a place for you to continue your dreams or start fresh. No matter where you are along your journey, the CUNY Reconnect program can provide financial assistance and one-on-one personalized support to get you going. It's not too late to start again. Go to cuny.edu slash reconnect today. Mr. C. Mr. C. Step Swimming. Jadakiss. EPMD. Eric B. and Rakim. Method Man and Red Man. Lord Tariq and Peter Guns. Yours truly the curator, the lit digital DJ Funk Flex on the set. Hosted by Nessa, Ebro, Peter Rosenberg, and Laura Styles. Tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Oh, you thought we wasn't going to get it right? He's on fire. fire.